Tanandi is the Festival of Contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art. The exhibition is at the Art Gallery of South Australia until the 30th of January 2022. You can view the virtual tour online at agsa.sa.gov.au. My name's Marie Clark. I'm based in Melbourne on the lands of Unalong people. Melbourne, you've, you're still in months of lockdown. How has that affected your art practice over the months? Oh, well, yeah, I feel like we've been in lockdown all year and it's pretty much been that. But um, I think I'm lucky enough that I, I live in my home studio. So, you know, there's always plenty to do here. You know, I've just spent the whole weekend dyeing another five buckets of river reeds for five new 50-metre <laughs> river reed necklaces for um, the Melbourne Art Fair. And, yeah, just got like 10 containers of different birds and stuff that I'll use in these necklaces. And, yeah, just lots of other projects, lots of Zoom meetings. Um, You get a little bit Zoomed out sometimes, I think. But, yeah, yeah, that's the way of the world at the moment. (laughs) I was standing here looking out my window earlier, picturing where 50 metres is, and that's that's well across the street and into my neighbour's backyard. I, I'm guessing anybody who's ever had to handle a, a five-metre string of Christmas lights is being triggered at the thought of somebody having 50 <laughs> metres of, of a reed necklace. How do you go about managing those? I know. Well, I've finally, finally, after making them for a few years, worked out a process um, to wrap it as you're making it because um, otherwise, you know, we were creating these loops and then you'd have to unravel it to then wrap it again and now I just worked out this this way I've brought these big long um, plastic containers and I get bubble wrap and as as I'm making two or three meters at a time I'm wrapping them and it goes straight into the container and then it's easier to sort of lay it out I take it over to my gallery so I can lay it out there and wrap them and photograph them yeah because I live in a tiny weeny little house in Yarraville <laughs> with you know so Certainly not. It's 10 metres from my front door to my kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I sort of do these loops, turn my stools upside down, like you have to improvise and sort of make it work, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> For Tanandi 2021, you've you've created these necklaces, and so some of them are with reeds, but then some of them are, are using glass that looks like reeds? Yeah. So a few years ago, Canberra Glassworks, offered for me to have a solo exhibition up there. And um, I then offered my nephew to exhibit with me, my great nephew, Mitch Marnie. And we flew to Canberra with, you know, possum pelts, kangaroo teeth, river reeds, feathers, a whole range of things, and asked them if they could fabricate some of these objects in glass. And I just love what they've done with the river reeds. So they're glass river reeds with glass seed pods that I fill with ochre or feathers. And I call that series a moment in time. So just capturing this little moment in those seed pods of ochres from country that, you know, the ochres could have been used for ceremony or painting onto possum skin cloaks and different things. They're quite beautiful to make. They're beautiful but to it's look a bit at. Of a chore to get, yeah, it's a bit of a chore to get that ochre into the 
the feed pod. So I'm just I'm just looking at a photo of that. So you somehow managed to get it in there and then you seal it seal it up. Yeah, yeah. So mixing the ochre with an epoxy resin that dries clear. So just plugging up either hot, you know, either end oh, of the hole yes. um, with the epoxy resin, so the ochre doesn't fall out. So you you thread it on, fill it up, seal it up. Is that kind yeah. of Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It just looks so beautiful and simple. The trick is to try not to get the ochre into the river reeds as you're filling it up because, yeah, then you've got to clean it. It's, it's, it can get quite messy. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. And the feathers that you have in here as well, are they attached to the glass? Um, with one series, I did attach the feathers to the glass. I had Canberra Glassworks drill holes into the glass and... Then I thought I'd have a go at doing that myself. Well, the first one I drilled went flying across the kitchen <laughs> and smashed on the floor because it's glass. But you need a diamond tip drill bit and water to drill into glass, and it's really quite hard. So I then went back to the, using the organic riverweed in between the glass riverweed and gluing feathers into that. So it still looks beautiful, and I like having the organic riverweed with the the glass with a weed, it's quite beautiful. Yeah, it is. And when you're out of lockdown and can get over to Adelaide to visit the Art Gallery of South Australia, to see these pieces installed and the way they're hung, just the slightest breeze of even walking past or approaching them just gives it the slightest bit of movement to those feathers and, and those reeds and then the shadows that play off the wall. It's so beautiful just to stand and look at. Yeah, and I think the walls are painted a clute colour, which is like a a darkish sort of grey, yeah. which creates sort of an atmosphere in that space. It was it was really beautiful. I hadn't um, seen the big 50-metre river lead necklaces hung like they they did in Tanandi. Um, it looks fantastic. I can't wait to come over. Uh, so as a part of this um, exhibition as well, so you have photos of two of your nephews in there as well? Yeah, so Aaron is wearing... Um, the first kangaroo tooth necklace that Len and I had made with 27 teeth. Um, and so that's in my collection. And the other necklace is probably about 10, 15 metre plain river reed necklace with my nephew Jacob um, wearing it. And, you know, for both of those photos, and because we, were, we weren't quite in lockdown, but I had to sort of improvise and turn my backyard into a photographic studio <laughs> <laughs> and it worked it worked a treat I just you know I think Jacob's photo looks a little bit timeless because these river reeds were given to people passing through the country as a sign of safe passage and friendship and I just had this idea of photographing um, Jacob wearing that necklace and that was probably the day before they left to go they moved over to Adelaide, so they live there in Edwardstown. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure if they've been to see the exhibition yet or they're waiting for me to come across. Those rivery mm. necklaces, do they do they get a bit pinchy when you're wearing them? Just just looking at this um, photo here. No, and... they're quite quite smooth. No, they're, they're fine. Yeah, I've still got maybe... 10 bundles on my Hills Voice clothesline, <laughs> just sort of leaning, you know, parked up there just waiting for another moment when I've got a, a little bit more spare time and more more dye so yeah. I can dive in. Um, because I'm also 
making a new jewellery collection, um, collaboration with Blanche Tilden, who's um, an incredible jeweller. So I'm pretty excited to be collaborating with her on this new collection. And then, of course, we've got the black glass crystal kangaroo teeth, again fabricated by Canberra Glassworks. They're amazing. Oh, they just sound beautiful, like when you hold them and just sort of run your fingers through them. Oh, yes. Just that crystal-y sound, it's just fantastic. Did they make those from a mould or it's just from looking at actual teeth and then they've they've crafted them? Yeah, no, from a mould. So they initially made me clear glass crystal teeth and then I asked them to make me black glass crystal. The black glass crystal is stunning. And I tend to like to to photograph my nieces and nephews wearing my body adornments and things. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I did feel pretty special wearing wearing these pieces as well. These necklaces with the, the kangaroo's teeth, they do have a mouthful of teeth, but it's not like they're sharks. You can only no. use a couple of teeth out of from one kangaroo for this. Yeah, so the kangaroo only has the two bottom incisor teeth that I can use for these particular necklaces. And the rest of their teeth are like our teeth, because otherwise they would, they would be very vicious-looking kangaroos <laughs> if they had a mouthful of inside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically we just do these major road trips. And um, last time my husband and his mate went out for three days and came home with about 120 teeth, oh, wow. which was a really, really good trip. Um, because sometimes you might go out and only you know, come home with 10, 20 teeth because the, the local councils out there sort of in New South Wales and Victoria are marking the kangaroo and then the, the truck will come and pick up the kangaroo and I don't know where they take it. But we tend to do these huge big trips like going as far up as Hay, Bellwanald, Menindi, Ivanhoe, Broken Hill back to Melbourne. Wow. Collecting teeth. Yeah, it's just incredible. Like you get to to see lots of beautiful landscapes and basically we stop at every dead kangaroo, pull their teeth out, and if you're lucky, you'll get two teeth. And then, of course, if we see dead birds, crows, galahs, cockatoos, emus, we stop and get those feathers too. <laughs> so everything is sort of repurposed and we haven't killed any animal in the making of anything, you know, any of the artwork. And me being a vegan and people ask how I can work with with these objects and items, but for me it's practicing cultural practice in the twenty first century. And, you know, we're able to do these things and you know, my husband takes the sinew out of the tail of the kangaroo to bind each of the teeth and he's taught my nieces and nephews. And yeah, we've taught them how to put together a kangaroo tooth necklace and the big river reed necklaces and I've also photographed one of my nieces wearing one of the 50 metre river reed necklaces which looked quite quite stunning. That would look incredible. Yeah. Do you ever arrive at a kangaroo to find somebody's beat you to it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. No, but, um, but one day we were driving up to a property my brother used to run, Warakoo, up in New South Wales near Lake Victoria, and my nephew's mum and dad were in the car in front, and they were beating us to the kangaroos, <laughs> and 
taking the teeth. It's like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> Wacky races yeah. across country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I tend to also photograph every tooth that I take, you know, every big kangaroo. I've photographed them all. I've photographed the, the jaws in situ. And then hopefully one day I'd like to create a book on the making of a kangaroo tooth necklace and using a lot of these photos. Ah, beautiful. And, yeah, just the whole process because, believe me, it's quite a process to get them all together. And then I've got another friend who's a dental hygienist and she came around. You know those um, those scrapers they use for human teeth when you go to the dentist? Oh, yes. Well, um, she had some old ones, so she brought it around and showed us how to scrape the tooth to get the plaque off because they have plaque just like us. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so so there's a bit of a process of even getting that off and cleaning the teeth and jaws and, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and what about for the echidna quill necklace? Like, does, is it just, does it just take yeah. one echidna to, to create one of those? Mm. So, again, it's, it's looking for roadkill. And I was driving back from Albury Wodonga one day and I saw two dead echidnas on the side of the road. But I was in the right-hand lane going too fast to get over into the <laughs> left-hand lane. And the next turnaround point was way up the road. So I drove home, got my girlfriend to help me load the big Waco Esky in the back of it, uh, my car and drove back up the next day and picked up these two echidnas. It was about another, you know, 120 k's back up the road, up the highway and brought them home and basically had to boil them up in my tiny, teeny backyard in Yarraville. And, you know, one time we were boiling up, I don't know, it was either kangaroo or echidna, and the neighbour thought their plumbing had gone. <laughs> they had called a plumber. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we're sort of boiling up this roadkill in the backyard to make these beautiful body adornments. Like, you've got to do what you've got to do. <laughs> I, I was imagining it was going to smell like you were boiling mutton or something, but now now I'm convinced it's even worse. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's not very pleasant. And um, my niece rang me a couple of weeks ago. Um, she spent the pandemic up in Muldura with our family up there. She and her mother had done a trip to Robinvale and found a dead echidna on the way home. So she rang me and asked me what the process was of getting the quills out. And I said, you have to boil it up and the quills should come out quite easily. And, um, yeah, she sort of FaceTimed me so I could see their reactions and yeah. <laughs> Did you warn her about the smell? smell coming through the phone. <laughs> you know? That sounds like yeah, the way to so, do it. Yeah, so um, when she comes back, I'll teach her how to put together a, an echidnacool necklace and because I also use 3D printed objects like kangaroo teeth, echidnacool, crow feathers and 18 karat gold plated printed, 3D printed kangaroo teeth, I'll teach, you know, the kids how to put put together um, these beautiful body adornments. That's fantastic. So with, with the echidna, once you've boiled it, are you, are you then just sitting down with pliers removing the quills or do they come out as part of the boiling process? Oh, uh, no, you need pliers because there's a big knobbly bit that's sort of stuck into the skin. Oh, yes. And so once they get that out and in the last couple of months, because I'm, I'm having to pre- prepare lots of um, all the kit of parts to put together this new jewellery collection, 
I've been dyeing the river leaves like this beautiful red colour, black and green. Oh, wow. Um, and they just look spectacular. So I sand off the knobbly bit and then you have to drill it in a particular way so it sits flat because if you drill it the wrong way, the, the quill will stick up rather than lay down. And that's a really, really fiddly thing to do. Oh, I bet. I don't know my, my tools and equipment, but is, is it like a bench press that you can just pull pull it down or you, you, you've got a hand drill? No, in? you've got a hand drill. So you hold the quill in one hand and I've got a Dremel drill with this arm that makes it really light. And on the end of the arm is the, the drill bit. Oh, yeah. So it becomes light to use. And then, yeah, just drill those. And then all of those tiny, teeny seeds in between. And that's another challenge. Are you going to but drill yeah, those as well? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you try and just poke a needle through it, it'll just split the seed. And so, yeah, you have to drill them. And it's a, I think it's like a one mil drill bit, which is quite fine. Looking at the Echidna quill necklace in the exhibition, how many hours of work would go into preparing it to get the quills and the seeds and then to construct it? Oh, many, many hours. Um, oh, my God, I remember that one. One minute, you know, it was midnight. The next minute it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and if you get a, a quill or a couple of quills back to front, you've got to unthread it and do it again and focus <laughs> so you wow. don't make that mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it just, yeah. It just all has to be perfect. <laughs> the essay in the catalogue gave us a hint that there were going to be some different types of images in the exhibition. Do you want to talk about those? Yeah. Then? Yeah. So they were going to be flip prints. Um, I tend to do a lot of um, 3D photographs, which are photographic holograms. Um, oh, sorry, lenticular prints, which are 3D photographs. And the piece I was going to make is called Remember Me. And so I was going to photograph my niece wearing this beautiful black dress adorned with wattle flowers, which would be like a morning dress. And then her face would morph into one of her grandmother faces. And I was doing that for four of my nieces and then have four nephews sort of standing with them. And then the nephew's face would morph into one of the grandfather faces. And they were going to select the grandmother or grandfather to morph into. But of course, with the pandemic and our five kilometre restrictions, Ah. and my nieces and nephews live from like Ballarat to like Reservoir to Springvale, and we couldn't gather. And then the company that that prints these prints, every single piece of acrylic was scratched. So they were no they were no good for art prints. So I think watch this space and you might see them in June. Oh brilliant. Yes. I'll definitely keep an eye yeah. out for those. They sound amazing. Yeah. So um, sort of once we're all able to gather again I can get all the nieces and nephews in the space and do this shoot. But yeah. At the moment we're all hanging on for Friday when we're a little bit more opened up. <laughs> yes, look out then. Do you have any road trips planned? Do you need to go and collect some more materials? Oh, my goodness, yes. 
<laughs> even just to get out of our, we're now up to 15 kilometres like radius from our house. But yeah, just to do a road trip and see big skies and yeah, collect a little bit more, a few more materials would be fantastic. That sounds yeah. great. I'll keep our, keep our fingers crossed for you there that your lockdowns get eased and you can head over to Adelaide while the exhibition's still on and, and see the space. Yeah, well, absolutely. As soon as um, our our border bubbles are, are open, I'm sure we'll be, be cruising over there. I can't wait. Can't wait to see it all. That'll be brilliant. Thanks for your time today, Marie. No worries. Thanks, Raymond. Great to talk. Tarnandi is presented by the Art Gallery of South Australia with principal partner BHP and support from the Government of South Australia. View the virtual tour online at agsa.sa.gov.au.